0: Kids are staying in here today, so it may get a little chaotic. Try not to pay attention to them going in and out. Everybody got the Christmas shopping done? You got to be like me. You got to get somebody to do it. (laughs) Yeah, Vicky. Where's Vicky? She in here. I gotta watch my words today. She's in here. Oh boy, the gift. And I know a lot of you thinking we're gonna preach Christmas story, which we are, but in a roundabout way. I'd always like to uh, put a twist on things. Got a couple videos for you today. Um, We're gonna look at at a. A story out of Matthew, a sweet young lady by the name of Mary, not Mary Magdalene, but Mary, the, her brother was Lazarus and her sister was Martha. And we're looking at Mary, she is giving a gift to Christ that you can look at it and, and not pay much attention to it as you go through the Word of God. But if you just look at that and look at the perspective that she had on Christ, on Jesus himself. One of the things I wrote down this morning as I was praying, and it just, it just came to me really clearly, and it was that, do you see Jesus, the man, or do you see Christ, the deity, the Savior? And that's the that's question. Do, the disciples at this time, they were, they were looking and paying attention, but their perspective on who Jesus was sometimes gets a little off, a little straight out there, a straight. And, and, and we can do the same thing, but this particular woman... She was right on, she was dead on, on how we are to look at Jesus and worship Him, no matter the cost, no matter the cost. And so as we get into this story, I just want you to understand, do you look at Jesus as a man, or do you look at Him as God, the Savior of your soul? Let's stand, we'll read a couple verses, and i got a video I want to show you before we get started. And in this, these two verses out of Isaiah 9, 6, a lot of you know these verses, just the other one's out of Matthew. You know him well. But I w- what I want you to pay attention to is there's, there's six names for Jesus here. There's six names for Christ as we read these. There's, out of two verses, we have six names. And if you'll just grab a hold of those names and, and really love, fall in love with them. Because every time you need some, a God that's so wonderful, he is the wonderful God. And every time, and I'll tell you what, most people in this sanctuary, and including myself, we need a counselor at times. Amen? We need somebody that we can go to that we can counsel with. And a lot of times we turn to that on Facebook stuff and we start counseling with people that have no idea who God is and you want to take their what they tell you and take that for the gospel. Stay away from that stuff. If you've got a counselor, you've got a counselor in, in, in our Lord. You get with some good people that, need, that can help you or you just get on your knees and you open up that Bible and the counselor's right there. He's just waiting for you to call him out as your counselor. Everybody? For unto us a child is born. Behold. You may be seated. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this season, Father, that we call Christmas. And Lord, it's always about you, and every season should be about you. Today, Father, give us an understanding of your word. Convict those who need convicted, if it's not all of us, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the victories in our lives, and Lord, we thank you for the failures. May we honor you today in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead, John. Turn lights down, please.
1: Oh, holy night, the stars are bright, we shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin- and death. shall he break for the slaves
0: Receiving gifts, of course you do. Of course we do. It's what we, it's what we do, and it's okay. You know we can get off track this time of year, and, and and we can get our perspective completely off where it needs to be. And I know we can't think about the activity scene and the birth. We don't think about that 24/7, and and God knows that. But we can also get our perspective off of the things around us and start complaining and moaning and griping and people stole your parking spot and this, that, and the other and fights in Walmart. <laughs> There's some crazy things that go on, isn't there? But let me tell you something. This message today, let pay attention. The kids are in here today, so please pay attention. Christmas can heal the poorest of hearts when they look upon the child of peace. Amen? You got people, people sitting here, seeping all over the world. And they're listening to this Christmas story, this, this wonderful story that and so many people hear it so often that they just kind of let it go and let it go by. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. i gonna tell you, the hearts, the, and I, was, I punched in poor this week, and I was trying to find out, I was thinking about all the poor people, all the people that were sitting on the side of the road. We was up in Indy this week and went to Yule Time Celebration, which is an excellent play they put on. Sandy Patty puts that on. It's wonderful. It, it combines the traditions of, the, of, a, of Christ and all the Christmas stuff it is, and it also adds in some of the world stuff, and it just puts a wonderful picture of it together. And I uh, highly recommend it for you and your family. But as we're walking through there, you, you see the people on the side of the road, and, the, and, and you see them, you, well, these people are down and out, and they are. And a lot of them, we've helped and tried to help so many different people, so many different drug addicts and alcoholics over the years, and you can get numb to those things. And some of them are poor because they just want to be that way. But I'm going to tell you, there's not one of them they're all, every single one of them is poor in the heart. And it doesn't matter. The finances doesn't matter. When we get poor in the heart, when we have this poor condition in our heart, the things around of us, the things around of us just don't even matter anymore. And that's how we get sometimes at Christmas. We just get this poorness in the heart. And we can't enjoy the celebration of what's going on because we're paying attention to the things that that the world is trying to get us to pay attention to and what Satan would love to take our mind off. We start paying attention to the trees and and to all the different things, and all those things are wonderful things we should embrace, whatever. But when we take our focus off of Christ, our hearts become poor and some of you will get up and get out of here and you'll go into the bathroom. You'll go and do this like I talked about last week. Because you don't want to hear the truth. When we start talking about conviction, things to like convict, you don't want to hear it. You're sitting here, I don't want to hear this. I'm going to get up. I don't Um, no, My kid needs diaper change. Oh, i got to go to the bathroom. Whatever it is, you just get up and you walk out because you don't want to hear it. Because conviction is a hard thing to hear. I'm telling you, you got a poor part in your heart. And you need to set still. Somebody needs to set on them. And you need to sit still and get your heart right with God because you can have a rich, fantastic heart, amen? You can have a heart that sees the Christmas tree as it's not something pagan but something that is beautiful. And the, the lights that are on it, you can imagine Martin Luther the night that he came home when putting a sermon together, he comes home one night and he's going through the, through the snow and he sees these trees and he looks up and he sees the stars shining upon them and the lights and he goes home and he takes a tree and puts it in his house and he starts to put candles on them and try to explain to his family that these wonderful stars and how it gleams upon that tree. And it's an evergreen tree, which means eternity. Eternity. It's your perspective on how you look at it. Would he determine your heart? Nothing wrong with lights. Man, a, a Christian should be glowing. The lights that glow from the tree of life are gifts to hurting souls. Amen? There's nothing wrong with your soul being so full of Christ that it just lights up when you walk into a room. And I'm not talking about your fancy hair. I'm talking about your soul. The way you move, the way you, the God just enlightens you to, the, to have such love. I was sick earlier in the week and I decided to go to the doctor instead of not going to the doctor and getting really sick. I had sinus problems and headaches and all that and I said, I'm going to go and get this. I got too much to do. I'm going to go and, and get this over with and, and so all my heads are kind of pounding out and I'm going there and I get there early in the morning, don't have an appointment. They go, "Well, come on in. I go, I go in, they get in there and, and, of course, at that time, you kind of think, well, I just want to get this, this head fixed. You guys know what I'm talking about? Somebody raise a hand. You know what I'm talking about? You guys are like, just fix my head, doc. It hurts. And so this nurse walks in. This goes with this principle here because I got this principle after this. This nurse walks in, and she's smiling and bubbling, and she's a nice lady. And so as I, I start talking to her, and I, I'm thinking, just my head hurts. I want this to go away. And as I start talking, I start to, I start to hear something in her voice. And then you think, uh-oh, God's working here. And so I, I started talking to her about Christmas and what it meant and the things of Christmas and the joys of Christmas. And I don't remember the exact words, but here's what I know. I was sent there at that time because that lady needed to hear some Beautiful lights from Christ. As we talked, she started to tell me that she quit going to church. She had lost twins, and she held them in her arms and lost them as babies. And I stood up immediately. I grabbed a hold of that lady, which I'd never seen before in my life. I grabbed a hold of her, and I said, let's pray. And I started praying with her. Words don't matter because God has those words. So I don't remember them. But that lady, that's what she needed that day. Amen? The story doesn't end there. She tells me, she says, people have been after me, go to church. She says, I, just, I know I have to get back with God. And then you could just see her whole demeanor, her, everything about her started to change. And she walks out the door, and I'm just sitting there thinking, thank you, Lord. Guess what? Another nurse walks in. And she comes in, and she says, I want to thank you for what you did with her. She said, I have been praying for that girl, trying to get her in church for a long time over the death of those children. So I'm praying that today that that lady is in church with her friend down in Nashville, at the Nashville Christian Church. And I hope they come tonight. But see, we are to be lights, amen? The lights, like the lights on your tree. They glow, and people need those lights. It doesn't matter your perspective or, or whatever you're thinking, however you're feeling. It matters what God is putting in front of you, Amen? I tell you, you've got to be a light for Christ. How often have you heard our thoughts this year that Christmas is just not what it used to be? Vicki told me about a story this morning, and I hear it all the time. Oh, the Spirit. It just don't have the Spirit like it used to have. Well, of course it doesn't. We threw God out of everything. How do you think it's going to have a Spirit of God when we say get out? When we try to make Christmas anything but what it is? Of course the Spirit's out. But it doesn't have to be out in this church or in your life. Amen? They can throw God out everywhere, but they can't throw him out of your heart. We are not to be the poor of heart, but to be joyful in heart and victory in heart. For we are the light of Christ. And every time you go out and you, you see these people mumbling and grumbling, you can see that they are so poor in heart that they need you to shine for them. Amen? When trials and troubles come, remember, I wrote this down this week as I sent out one of my principles. When trials and troubles come, remember, they also pass, right? Right. It's your perspective on the trials and the troubles. They're going to pass. They're going to go. It's how you deal with them as you go through them. And this time of year can be the hardest thing for people grieving. Becky's got grief share going on right now for for the people that have lost loved ones. I told her about that, Becky. I'm hoping somehow she'll come here for that. Trials will leave you. It's how you handle those trials will determine where your heart is. The right perspective can mean everything, amen? It can mean everything. It can, it can take your Christmas time and it completely just flush it down the toilet, or it can be the most wonderful time in your life. I remember when I was a child, Christmas was always good, amen? That was back in the Late 50s and 60s before we threw God out of everything. And everywhere you went, man, there was Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. You went downtown, every window was filled with Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. It was nativity signs, scenes everywhere. It was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You want it back, you can have it back. You just got to stand up and fight. I talked to you the other week about the battles being on this side. There you go. There you go. You just got to want it back. You don't think God will come back into this country and take it over again? Well, of course he will. He's just waiting on his church. The right perspective can mean everything, especially when minds have not found peace with Jesus. Amen? See, all these minds that are poor and hard, they've not found that peace. And, and we look at peace nowadays, and it's just, it's just a word to most people because we know it's never going to happen. But the thing about it is, If you belong to Christ and He is your Savior, and not just a man named Jesus, if you're paying attention to who He really is in your life, if you're really worshiping Him, He can be your peace. Amen? Jenny, do you have peace? Yeah. Most people in her her and Josh's situation would not have peace, but they have peace. They have peace. It's a different type of peace than the world thinks. It's a peace that that overflows your heart, knowing that no matter what the outcome may be, it's okay, it's peace. He is the Prince of Peace, isn't he? It's a different type of peace than the world. Remember that. It's, It's a peace they cannot have, they cannot find, because they have not accepted Christ. What if when we receive a gift, we see beyond the gift to the reason we received it? Wouldn't that be a good world, huh? I know as kids, I know, if you walked up to a kid and it's Christmas morning and and you say, here's your gift. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) What? Here's your gift. They wouldn't enjoy the gift too much, would they? But if you open the gift up, there's three little wise men in there. Now, they brought gifts to Jesus, didn't they? And I guarantee you the kids out here can tell you what those gifts are not so much the size of the gift it's what it is and here's another gift we can open this one up and there we go the nativity a wonderful gift look beyond the gifts but to the heart that gave you the gift and pray for that type of heart do you see jesus the man or jesus the lord worship is the gift of love and devotion that we bring to emmanuel this is what the scriptures are going to read this is what we're going to talk about But Mary, this is the mother, mother, but Mary kept all these things and and pondered them in their heart. This is one of my most favorite verses out of the Christmas history, the Christmas story. It's because Mary was with Gabriel. She heard the angel of God talking, talking to her just like I'm talking with you. Can you imagine that? And she watched all these things and dealt with all the situations of not being married and and having a child and being pregnant and telling her parents and, and the man that she 's betrothed to Joseph, that has paid for her, that she endured all that, and as they go back to Bethlehem, and there's no place for them, and she just, just imagine what's going through her mind, and then when the the angel I and mean, the uh, shepherds come out of that field and they're so full of glory and full of the love of God because the angels that just came down and told them what was taking place and told them to go tell and run and go tell and they're coming and they're telling and, and just a few hours earlier there was no place for them to stay and now all of a sudden everybody's coming to them out in a cave that stinks and it's nasty and everybody's coming to them because God sent his messengers, amen, to tell the story, to see the baby. Mary kept all of those things and pondered them. She had to know, because she had read the, the Old Testament, known that, that one day her son would be her own Savior. And this is these verses. And when Jesus was in Beth, Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a former leper, he wouldn't be a leper no more, he had been healed by Jesus, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask, which is this is not alabaster, but it's kind of like this. Something very nice. A very costly, fragrant oil. So, one of the gifts that the, that the wise men had given Jesus a very costly oil. I, I emphasize that because she's bringing it to Jesus. She's going to do something that is amazing. She's going to worship Jesus on her perspective, on what she wants to worship Jesus, and the cost of it has no no thought in her mind. A woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head. And as he sat at the table, see, Jesus was more than a man. She knew who he was. She had been paying attention she not only was paying attention young guys she believed it she believed it so she took out something that would cost almost a year's wages a year i don't know what you make a year doesn't matter but can you imagine every penny that you made in the past year you're going to take it out and you're going to pour it on the head of jesus you say yeah i would do that i'll challenge you (laughs) when have you done that Well, Paul, you hadn't done either. Well, you're right, I haven't. But she did. Now, what we're going to notice here is the disciples that are around her. But I want you to keep your focus on that lady. She wasn't paying attention to what the perspective of the disciples were, she was paying attention to her Savior. The cost of it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Some of us think we do good when we come in here and we hand something to the church that's all worn out and already used and you go buy yourself something new and you bring something into the church. I'm fine with that. Bring it on in. But I also look at the scriptures and I say, wow, not just you, but me too. We've we've missed something. We've, we've, We've missed something. See, she knows the holiness of Jesus. She spent time with him. He said, well, I, I can't spend time. Yes, you can spend time with him. Yes, you can know the holiness of him. The only thing that holds you back is you. The only thing that holds you back is you. She poured it on his head as he sat at the table. You just I just want you to think about this. This is a gift. This is the gift. It's not the baby gift you thought I was preaching about. This is the gift that this wonderful lady poured out upon Jesus' head. He said, well, the gifts are all about me getting the gifts, aren't they? Well, maybe not. Maybe if we'd be so in tune with understanding that we need to give to Christ, amen? And I'm not preaching a church about give money to the church. I'm preaching about at all. I'm preaching about you giving to God what he deserves. Not, not your second best, but your first best. Amen. listen here, what the, this verse 8 is. It was a tough verse. He poured it on his head, and he sat at the table. But when, there's that word but, boy, that changes a lot of things, doesn't it? This lady's worshiping Jesus in a way that, that's hard to imagine. We get up here, and when Brooke and all of them are up here, and Kelly and, and Sandy and Jacqueline and Rory and Don, and all of them are up here, and, and little Felicity that just blows my mind away on them drums, and the boys playing the guitars, We get up here and we worship, and sometimes I see people going. I was watching people. I walked around. I watched people are going in and out. People are looking at the little kids. They're doing everything but paying attention to what we should be paying attention to worshiping God. See, because I'm not trying to get on you. What I'm trying to do is help you. That this is the time that we can come together and worship God like no other time during the week. Amen? You try to worship God in that kind of scene at work. It's not going to happen, is it? You try to do it in the grocery stores. It's not going to happen. The atmosphere is not there. But you come in here. I want to worship God. And I want you to worship God. You don't need to run out all the time. Worship God. Pay attention to God. And I'm telling you, your life, your heart will not be poor anymore. It will be rich. Rich. I heard that little baby saying rich. Yeah, honey, rich. But when the disciples saw it, This is the different perspective. You can have the same perspective on Christmas, whatever. It's who you are, what God means to you. If Christ is the man or if he is God to you, your perspective will show that. For what, let me see, his disciples saw it. They were ignorant. Somebody say that word for me real fast. Say it again. They were angry. They were mad. They missed. The worship, amen? Can you imagine if the disciples, when they would have saw this wonderful lady, which is Mary, which is always going around, Jesus, if you pay attention to Mary and Martha, she always is trying to worship God. That's her heart. Can you imagine what might have happened that day in the leper's house? that used to be a leper that is cleansed. Can you imagine if they would have just looked at that and said, I want to help. I want to worship like that. But instead they look at it a total different way. As some of us do at Christmas time, we look at it a total different way and say, oh, that trees, that's pagan stuff, and that's pagan, and and then ah. And you have missed everything. You have missed it all. They were indignant, they were angry, they were mad, they were frustrated. Who is she? What in the world are you doing? Why this? I want you to, in these terms I'm talking about, look up these three words. Why the, this, what? Say it. Waste. Why this waste? Can you see the poor heart, the disciples that have walked with Jesus? Of course, Judas is there too. Can you see how far they miss the worship? Jesus pouring, giving something to Jesus is a waste. It's a waste. Of course, it's not a waste. You come in here and you go out in new places and you miss God working and you miss the worship time of God, the worship time of getting closer to him. You miss the Bible studies. You miss the prayer. You miss the understanding of the truth. You miss it all. I haven't got time for it. And then it's just all this to you is waste. And then Christmas has lost its spirit. Yeah, it's because you've lost yours. Am I yelling too much? I just get over it when people don't want to worship Christmas as it's supposed to be worshiped. They look at it in all different kinds of ways. I sit back and I listen and I ponder and I listen and I ponder and I watch. And it breaks your heart. You turn on the news you they turn that news off, man. I tell you, as Christians, we've got so busy fighting the battle that we forgot what the battle was about. what I want for you this Christmas is to not be poor in heart, but to be rich with the light of Christ. To be, to be like Mary, to be like this young lady here that will take a year's worth of wages. Every door I hung, every lock I put on, every sermon I preached, wherever i everything. Take that, all that, all that heavy work and all the traveling. You take all that and you pour it out. And you could say, is it waste? Or is it worshiping my God? But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why the waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. They're lying. They're lying. They're lying. They ain't thinking about the poor. They're too busy being mad. That's just the other part of that. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we get mad at stuff say, well, if we could have done this, it'd have been like that. You're lying. No, they don't care about the poor. Care about what's taking place right then. Their perspective is so far off where it should be. Let me read this to you again. For, pour, for in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did. Starting 10. But when. There you go. There you go. You're messing me up there. Sorry. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why the waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor, but when Jesus was aware of it, when Jesus finally said, Jesus was always aware of it, if you ever notice in the scripture, Jesus is always aware of everything, But he gave it time, he gave it time, that's what he does in our lives, when we see this poorest of heart, he'll give it time, and I'll tell you what, it's just his grace, because he wants me to see how far I can go, and his grace brings me back, amen, the calling the things of Christ to waste, that's pretty far out there. The calling the things that, that we do for Christ to waste, the way we worship Christ to waste, that's pretty far out there. So he lets us go out there a little ways that he can pull us back. And when he pulls us back and when our hearts are open and they become rich, we start to see it. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? Why do you trouble the woman that worships me? She is not look at me as a man. She's looking at me at the Savior. Why do you trouble her? Why do you do that? So many of us are the same way. Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a what? Everybody read that for me. A good? For me. Did Jesus say you guys done a good work for me? She said she has done a good work for me. So is Jesus excited about what she did for him? Of course he was. Is he excited when you come and you worship him? Yeah. yeah I'm going to tell you right now, you better learn how to worship because when we go to heaven, the preaching's done, folks. I, I don't need to preach anymore. He's there. He'll do his own preaching. But it's worship, amen? It's worship. It's worshiping him. He's teaching us how to do that now. In this church, he's given us some people with great loving hearts. Have you noticed that? He does. He does. He gives us so much grace. Why do you trouble the woman? I just wonder what his tone of voice was. And sometimes we get convicted in the heart, that tone, you don't hear a thing through the ears, but boy, the heart really speaks loud, doesn't it? Why do you trouble that woman? Why are you speaking ill of me? Why are you not worshiping me like her? Why do you call the things of God a waste? And all those things resonate through your heart. And here's a verse that this, I've, this verse has always just kind of troubled me a little bit. For you have the poor with you always. Now, I, I, There's kinds of different kinds of poor, isn't there? There's the poor people sitting out in Indianapolis that you really can't help a whole lot. There's the poor people that do need help. Amen? There was a person, Jenny, I, don't, I know you're not going to mind me telling this. There was a person that goes to the church, she owns a house over here. And she lives up north. And I posted the other day, and I said I said on the Facebook, Kingston, needs your prayers. A little picture of Kingston said, pray for me. Then on, I said, please help. Now, a lot of us, when I ask you for the prayer, that's one thing. But when I put please help on there, that's something else, isn't it? Some of us grab a hold of that, and we understand what I'm talking about. And some of you don't understand what i was talking about. what I was talking about is please help financially. <laughs> the church helps them, and it helps anybody that needs help. This lady, sweet lady, she's got her own set of problems. She's raising some children that are not hers. They belong to her daughter that was murdered by her husband. But She calls me. She says, Paul, she says, how can I help them? And I knew exactly what she meant. I said, it's up to you, but I know they can always use that type of help. And she says, I'm going to bring a check down to you. From up in Scienceville. would you give it to him? She brought him a $1,000 check yesterday. Does God not take care of his own? They're able to catch up on some bills. The church helped them too. You helped them. Does God not take care of his own? Sure of course he does. Of course he does. For you have the poor with you always. But me, you do not have always. I'm going to tell you there's some times when I get so close to God, I just, I just want to go to heaven so bad. Just feel the power of who he is and, and the radiance of that all over you and all around you and the world and all the, all the things that are about to take place later on that day. It doesn't even affect you anymore. The peace of Christ has come upon you. The love of God, and you have been anointed with it. Amen? The power of Christ, of that peace that's in your heart, it's there. It can't be stolen. And then as the day starts to take and unfold, that once real peace that I used to know starts to unravel. starts to unravel. And you want it back so badly. And the only time you can get it back is when you go to your knees and you worship God, amen? Sometimes you can just go to your... Folks, listen to me. Sometimes you can just go to your knees and not say a word and worship God. Amen? You young folks, you young kids going to school, I'm telling you, you need to be on your knees before you go to school. Some of you people going to these terrible jobs, you don't like people cussing and moaning and griping and complaining, get on your knees before you go. Sorry for that, baby. Hazel's having a... Hazel don't like me screaming. Get on your knees before you go and see the difference in that life that day. And a lot of times, I'm here to tell you, a lot of times you're not going to put those not little dots together. The day takes you so far away that you can't remember what you had prayed for that morning. But somehow you've made it through that day. And by the end of time, you go to bed. You just start to reflect on what took place that day. And you start to reflect on the glory of God throughout that day. You know, we have something as Christians that the world does not have. We have a Christ, a Lord and Savior that loves us, that reminds us completely all the time about him, that we can be his light. Amen? I've got that. You've got that. The world doesn't have it. It's a peace that's hard to talk about. For in the morning, for you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. He's telling them what's getting ready to be placed. Of course, they don't understand that. They're so angry and mad. They're still dealing with, why didn't we give it to the poor? Judas is going to stand up and walk out and go get his 30 pieces of silver. That's how he had. He was. Surely I say to you, listen to this. Listen, listen to this. I love this. Surely I say to you, this is Jesus. Letters in red. Wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told in memorial to who? 2,000 years doesn't stop that, what that lady did, did it? You know why? That little simple act of later of me earlier in the week of just being kind and standing up and praying with that lady, whatever happens to it, she's always going to remember it. Amen? Because God touched her that day through me. And God wants to use you to touch other souls. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Amen? Can everybody say, he wants to use me? He does. He does. I don't want to stop preaching, but I will. Before we go there, When you become blind to who the Lord is in your life, I can tell you the spirit of of Christ becomes numb in your life. As a church, as the crossing, hang on a minute. As a church, as the crossing, we've got a couple weeks, a little less than two weeks before Christmas comes. We've got a play tonight with wonderful kids doing wonderful things, would you, bring, would you bring a lost person with you tonight? Would you bring a lost person with you next week? And you say, well, I keep asking them. Well, keep asking. Nobody's telling you to stop asking. Keep asking. But I'm going to tell you something. If you'll pray over it, if you'll get down on your knees and you'll pray over it, just maybe somebody's going to send you and you're going to look like a bright Christmas tree to them. And they're going to send you, just maybe, God will give you grace and give those people grace. Amen? There's cards on every table. You know why I put those cards out? I, pass. I just continually pass cards out. I know some of them go in the trash, and that's fine. Maybe the trash man will see it. I don't know. You need to put them in your purse. You need to put them in your billfold. You need to pass them out. Get people to know Christ. Not to grow this church, but to grow the kingdom of God. When I opened up this church, I told you then, I'll tell you now. I'm not interested about growing this church. I'm interested about growing the kingdom of God. You get interested about growing the kingdom of God, and your church will be just fine. Amen? Alex, he's something. Go ahead and give me them question, the question. Yeah. Words for the week. I mean, a uh, question. Does your perspective on God's gift of Jesus line up with God's perspective? That's a tough question. Does your perspective, God's gift, line up with Jesus? Are you worshiping God? in the way he desires, in the way he should be worshipped? Are you willing to? I've got another video, and this is a wonderful video, and it's Mary, Did You Know? And then we'll close right after this. Brooke. Lights down, please. job don't know this piece and this what we talked about today you have an opportunity for the first time in your life to know it some of you that are so far away some of you that have, have fallen off and you're in a, you're in a cave that, that you can't find your way out I'll tell you what there's a light there's a light there's a light it will start as just a little glimmer of light but I promise you if you're in that cave you're going to head towards that glimmer of light because light brings hope Some of you may know Christ, but you're so far away from him that you've lost the complete meaning of Christmas, that you've got yourself wrapped up in what the world wants you to believe and even some churches want you to believe. Christmas starts with a baby, amen? And it starts a relationship with that child and who he is. How you choose to worship him, how you choose to worship him, will bring victory and peace or bring the wrong perspective that turns you around and heads you back out into the world. Get out of the cave. Get out of the tunnel. If you've got addiction problems, if you've got and it could be any type of addiction problems, you may be addicted to a to a popsicle, I don't know. Whatever you have, I know Christ can cure it for you. Amen? Amen. The reason we struggle so much is because we look at the things of God and we count them as waste instead of glory. God's never let me down. Never. 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 In the darkest days, His light has always shined. Let's stand. I'm going to open up the tables. If you belong to Jesus Christ, you're welcome at these tables. Some of you need to start a relationship with Jesus today. Some of you need to renew a relationship with Jesus today. Some of you need to get baptized and start living the right life. Some of you need to learn how to worship and learn the distractions They come, but you don't have to pay attention to them. Christ is not a waste. Amen? Amen. He's not a waste. He's my Lord and Savior. Father, I come to you this morning, Lord. I'm asking you as we open up these tables. Father, for hearts to be healed in here today. That they will not leave these doors unhealed. That they will come to you, fall to their knees, cry out to you and search for that light that will come from, a, from a, just a flicker to something so bright and so glorious that they will never turn back. Lord, bless this church. Bless the other churches in the area. And I ask you to be with John Rosak today, Father, as he comes out of that heart surgery. That you bless his church down in Florida. Father, thank you for the children of this church. Thank you for love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Come, enjoy the Lord today.
2: Leave it all behind Leave it all behind Leave it all behind Leave it all behind I have what you need You keep on searching I've done all the work You keep on working But you're running on empty can't find the remedy, just come to the well. You can spend your whole life chasing what's missing. But that empty inside just ain't gonna listen. When nothing can satisfy, when the world leaves you high and dry has come to the world Oh, who- In my arms a while, and you'll feel the change, my child, when you come to the west. can never fail so leave it all behind now that you're full of love beyond measure your joy's gonna flow like a stream in the desert soon all the world will see living waters found in me Cause you've come to the world well. <laughs> Leave it all behind 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 and come to the well.
0: Fun with the children, will you? Earl, close us up.